0: he's blunt but he's fair this is drew berquist former counter-terrorism officer realist and host of this is my show which starts now
1: Berkwist. This is my show. That's my current mood. Man, I tell you, YouTube playing their communist games. Absolutely ridiculous. Second strike in the last, I don't know, couple months. Technically the third strike, but the first one's the morning, right? So they're one strike away from taking the channel completely down. And the best part is the best part is, is they the episode they took down. First of all, it was old. All these are old. They like go back and scour like you know some pink and purple. It's probably like multiple colored hair chick who's who's overweight sitting on on the the computer over there, like just just finding stuff that they don't like. And this one was old. This was episode four twenty two, and my good buddy, former teammate Josh Stretch Garrison, came on veteran. You know, deployed with with me at the agency for a long long time. And he climbed Mount Everest and came on to talk about it. And he did it because he wanted to bring awareness to veteran suicide, something that is far too prevalent in this country. It's an awful thing. What he did is awesome. They said that the episode incited violence, which is interesting. <laughs> I, I don't trying uh, to actually uh,
2: the, the, uh, incite the opposite.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So I look I sent them back a response they're not going to respond back because they're communist hags like but, but here here's the plan here's the plan We are not going to I've talked about this before and we're 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 just not going to bring the show back there It's 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 ridiculous I hate it it's my biggest audience that I can't reach anyways right like they don't let me actually reach the near 450,000 people there that was higher than that, but they've taken so many people away. So the plan is, is we're, we're not going to bring it back there. We're not going to bring it back there. There's other things I would like to use that platform for as much as I hate YouTube. There's other things I'd like to use that platform for such as having some important discussions with former teammates, people who have served this country, first responders, et cetera, in a new platform called in common that's coming out. Um, I'm sure they'll find something to put down about that, but it's not political, right? so we'll give it a stab, so we can't post there right now. We're not going to post unless they rethink their their uh their views here i don't I don't think they will, but um, we're just not gonna post the episodes and go live there. We'll keep that channel and if if they, I'm sure they're gonna find something else they wanna strike and just take it away, so it's probably as a moot point anyways, but it's really gosh darn ridiculous it's just. It's it's just, it's absolutely insane. And again, I, you know, I'll say some things that are blunt, but you guys know, my my audience knows me well. Like, this is a really pretty damn fair show that's just about America. It's not conspiracy BS. It's not like some militia BS. It's just ridiculous. It shows that we're doing something right, though. I'll tell you that much. It shows that. Well,
2: yeah. And it, you know, like uh, a couple weeks ago, Russell Brandt, finally just made the move over to rumble yeah. exclusively. And uh, it was for the same thing. YouTube came on and struck him for something that had nothing to do with what they said it was about. And he was the same thing. He was like, F him, We're done. Yeah. We're out of here. And he, and he was just like, you know, we, we, we can't post for a week. Um, So come over here. And they, they've been doing their live stuff and everything over on rumble instead. And it's, it just goes to show like, they're not just out to get someone who they don't agree with. They're out with, Someone who actually is making a solid point, that's onto something, and they don't like it. Exactly. <laughs> they're like, no, 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 I don't like this. And it's like, you know, I, I wish you, I, I, hope that it's someone in the office at YouTube, but you, you know, because of COVID and everything, it's someone at their home on their couch. Yeah. That has, you know, they're working remote, and they just have nothing better to do. And they're like, you know, I don't like this person. Yeah. I'm, and I'm gonna get them out. And it's like, come on. Yep. Exactly. Just because it's... you don't agree with them doesn't mean it, it, they're wrong. <laughs> Right, like, come on. Right. I mean, have I ever been wrong?
1: Come on. Um. uh, Yeah. Um. So, anyways, that's what happened. That's what's going on. We we are trying to figure out if we can. I'm not a huge fan of Getter, just all you know. Truth be told, but I'm willing to try it. We're trying to get in touch with people there. They have not verified me forever. I'm verified on pretty much every platform out there. I'm uh, I'm not saying that I'm important or a big deal, but I am verified and a public figure everywhere else they've slow rolled it for whatever reason so we're trying to get that done if if they will verify and let us do live streaming we'll bring it there in addition to Rumble just for the people who who like that Rumble's going to be the main spot but we'll figure all that stuff out but all that to say not happy not happy with YouTube not surprised either but this is where we are we'll uh,
2: we'll keep going thank you Stacy saying that you love that episode and i agree yes surely on facebook we are all important you are important but we're just you know we're also uh you know we get we get slammed on facebook as well it's, I, you know, I haven't made a penny on facebook in over two years it used to be when w- when they said they've turned the monetization back on <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> it's it's just all so ridiculous um but it's it's worth it because we get to hang out with you guys and, and it's important what we talk about, and it's important that people do talk about it. So um, we're going to keep doing it. We're going to keep doing it everywhere. Obviously, it'll still be on every major podcast platform out there, uh, which is a huge chunk as well. So this, uh, real quick, we're not, I'm not going to go far into this because the biggest news of the day is, is YouTube being a bunch of dicks. But this happened uh, overseas this morning.
3: I came into office at a time of great economic and international instability. Families and businesses were worried about how to pay their bills. Putin's illegal war in Ukraine threatens the security of our whole continent, and our country has been held back for too long by low economic growth. I was elected by the Conservative Party with a mandate to change this. We delivered on energy bills and on cutting national insurance. And we set out a vision for a low-tax, high-growth economy that would take advantage of the freedoms of Brexit. I recognise though, given the situation, I cannot deliver the mandate on which I was elected by the Conservative Party. I have therefore spoken to His Majesty the King to notify him that I am resigning as leader of the Conservative Party. This morning I met the chairman of the 1922 committee, Sir Graham Brady. We've agreed that there will be a leadership election to be completed within the next week. This will ensure that we remain on a path to deliver our fiscal plans and maintain our country's economic stability and national security. I will remain as Prime Minister until a successor has been chosen. Thank you.
2: Yep. So Liz that's Ross.
1: that's Liz Truss, who is now the PM who served for the shortest period in in, in the history of the UK. 40, 44 days. Forty-four days, and she's out crazy news it's going to get she, she
2: lasted longer than a kardashian marriage that's
1: true fairness <laughs> fairness you know and, and but this is the second the second time the government has has crumbled over there in this past year since the 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 the, the war in ukraine has 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 been going on and all sorts of other tumultuous stuff across the globe so it, it's an interesting development again we're not going to spend time on it today because there's other stuff we got to get to that two of these stories today are, I think, fascinating, not in a good way, but are fascinating stories. Um, We got to touch on Biden first, though, who's, who's once again tapping into the National Oil Reserves. But then you've got this ABC journalist who no one's really paying attention. There's a little bit more traction on this story now. No one's paying attention to it, but the dude was raided by the FBI in April and has been missing ever since. Probably something we should talk about, and we will. BBC is readying scripts to talk about widespread blackouts over in Europe. So we'll get into all that. we got plenty to get into in booze and banter as well. we got some more Biden stuff. We've got... Uh, you, wait till you see what New York is giving illegal immigrants upon their arrival. It's insane. We've got all sorts of stuff that we'll be doing there. That'll be locals. You can see it on the screen. DrewBurke, uh for booze and banter. It'll be fun. We all need a drink today. And there is the bell. For question of the day, which, you know, this one's, this is very broad. We're going to have lots of answers all over the place. I'll be honest, I don't know what my answer is yet. But the question is this. Do we have that ready, Disco? The question is this. The classic, it's kind of a finish the sentence kind of a deal. The classic movie you'd be okay with a sequel of is fill in the blank. So obviously one that has not had a sequel, something that was near and dear to your heart and and most people's hearts from way back when. What's the question? What's the answer? Excuse me. Send it in. As you send in your responses, friends, are you prepared for widespread food shortages? Because they're coming. Farmers have been warning us for months and months, but are we all listening? They say it's beyond their control, especially with the fertilizer crisis. Bottom line, Food shortages will be a harsh reality very soon. That's why you should get ready now with emergency food from My Patriot Supply. And good news today, you'll save 20% on their best selling three month food kit. These kits provide delicious, easy to make breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. Get one for each member of your family while you're able to save 20% during this timely sale. Remember, My Patriot Supply is the largest preparedness company with millions of families already protected. These three, uh, three-month food kits, which average over 2,000 calories per day, are in stock, ready to go. They come in unmarked, discreet boxes. All you got to do is go over to survivewithdrew.com. You can see it on the screen there. Survivewithdrew.com. You can save. You can get ahead and have that peace of mind that you are prepared for this crazy-ass world that we are living in. So get on over there and do it. Okay, let's get into the responses. I saw one right off the bat. Willow. Says Jeff over on Facebook. That's a fun response. By the way, they're making a show now, and they've got the original dude. I don't I forget his name, but the yeah, original I was dude. Wasn't
2: it a show or another movie that they're coming out with for Willow? It's a show. It's like yeah. a series on uh on, on Disney, I believe. Um Yeah, the one the one thing I loved about the commercial for that was you know, it's uh I can't remember his name, but it's the original guy, and he's talking, he's got the new cast, they're at a picnic table, and they're like, Yeah, you know, the movie that you know we're all gonna be in, and the kids are like there there was a movie about yeah this yeah one. yeah. i you saw know? that yeah <laughs> and he's like mad yeah, again like um <laughs> like, like didn't you do your research he's like no i just got the role like, like are, are are you here to help us with something And he's like i'm the lead, lead character <laughs> yes fantastic i think i just saw my answer i'm gonna
1: get to it here in a second um you might not know which one it is yet but uh christmas story forrest gump young dr frankenstein Sequel with a different ending to White House Down. Okay, all right, I like that answer. Sons of Anarchy. Um, you know, not did they do a movie for well, that, White or was House that just st- the series? Right.
2: What, but White House Down had three of them,
1: right? No, that's you're thinking of the Angels Fallen series.
2: Oh. Okay.
1: They those two came out. White House Down and Olympus is Fallen came out basically at the same time with a similar plot. Ah, the one series the was one. much better. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. The, gotcha. the one series is is much better. Um. Okay, we've got Casablanca. Someone who's agreeing with Casablanca. Gone with the wind. Goonies. Mm. That's a good one. that could be my answer, Stacy. Another Casablanca. It's a wonderful life. The Grapes of Wrath. Schindler's List. Okay. I wonder what a sequel to Schindler's List would be, but okay, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, there's plenty. You can just kind of keep going historically. Yeah, there's, with. There's a lot things. that could go with that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wizard of Oz. Okay, there's some good answers here. Disco, what would you go with? I
2: don't know. This was rough. Um, I mean, like, if we're going, like, back, like, old school, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of hard because I feel like they've been making all the sequels to the movies that we wanted sequels to now or remakes of. But I would be okay with, like, uh, like Inception, like, or, like, Interstellar, like some of those. There's not, those are, you know... But that's not a classic. Those, those are, like... Come back to me. I'm still thinking. Okay.
1: Blazing Saddles. Can you imagine, M. Barta? That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, it would never get made. Send <laughs> word to Rock Ridge. Um, <clears throat> National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, says Jill. Gosh, it's a good movie. It's a staple. It's a sta- they did try to make... Like a, I don't even if know if you could qualify it as a B movie sequel to that. Uncle Eddie was in it, um, but it wasn't really the same. You know, it wasn't the same thing. So I'm not saying that that they actually did, but they they tried to do something. It was also, or it was awful. Heartbreak Ridge, 1984. We're, do we have to make that movie though, Joanne? Aren't we living it? Um, kind of living in it right now. <laughs> oh my god. Um. I really like the Goonies one that Stacy put out there. I yeah. really do. That was, I mean, literally. So I'm always looking for kids for movies. Tomorrow night's Friday. It's it's movie night at the West house, uh, something you've taken part in, Disco. And, yeah. you know, we do food and we do we do a fun movie. And I'm always trying to find something age appropriate for the crew. And I frequently go back to the 80s and I'm like, oh, you got to see this because this was the bee's knees back then and you're going to love it. But I'm kind of out of that. But anyways, I'm always searching and like, okay, maybe there's a list out there, and maybe I'm just forgetting something. But no matter the list, when it's like family adventure, kind of, you know, fun or great eighties movies, whatever the case might be, Goonies is always towards the top of the list because it is. It's just an epic movie. Um, and it's great yeah. that uh, that that what's his name? Um, from the movies now running for office in Pennsylvania. What um I can't I think of uh I can't think of his name either. Golly. Hey you guys I can um damn it find it um find it Simon Birch
2: Old Yeller second hand lines great movie Great movie I guess Highlander would be it would have be a good sequel that could, could be like, pass it on to the next generation, you know. Sandlot's nope. a good one that was out there, District Nine. Well they did they did a Sandlot
1: 2 though. Did they? It was a Sandlot 2. Sloth, yeah. thank you. Golly, Sandlot. that was driving me crazy. Thank you, Chris. And Jeff, you know what? Yeah, well, Chunk was the guy who was with Sloth, who loved him. Like they had that kinship. Now, there's, there's a spinoff. Like maybe they, they moved into an apartment together. I don't know. That uh, let's not watch that. I don't want to see that. Um, okay, good movie. I'm gonna go Goonies. I'm gonna go with Stacy's answer. There's, there's other ones that you guys have mentioned that I think would be great, but I think Goonies would be fun. Um, I think there's, there's stuff that you could do with that. Have you thought,
2: Disco? This is your last chance to provide an no, answer. No, I, I, I was saying Highlander. I think okay, Highlander that's that's what good, you're going with. Yeah, okay, yeah, because well, okay. it's hard. Like you know, there's so many movies that, like, yes, I'd love it, but you know, they came out with a new Blade Runner. They can't, you know, all right. these things they've been coming out with lately. It's like, okay, well, it's already happened, right? So, like, Highlander would be good. Uh, you know, it's. I feel like that's a good, a good one. Or um, what was the other one? Uh, Mel Gibson. Mad Max? No, it was like. Oh uh, well, no, they did, they did a sequel for that. one. Well, they did sequels <laughs> you know, to like, that,
1: and then they did a new one. Yeah,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, you a know, new one. So it's 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 so hard, you know. You're just like ah, you know. Yeah, it is hard. I'll stick with Highlander. Okay, there can only be one. Um,
1: twins. I don't know. Um, <laughs> they, <laughs> I don't know if we can put that in classic. That would mode. be great. Um, <laughs> all right. So Biden is set to release more oil from the reserves. Uh, and how many times have we heard? from this administration, that the president's not responsible for the price of gas. I mean, KJP, our token press secretary, says that every time a reporter asks the question and talks about the price of oil. And it's clear to, it it should be clear to everyone, please, please have it be clear to everyone that Biden and his handler's energy policies absolutely suck. And, And not only should you realize that they absolutely suck, but you should realize that they are absolutely 110% on purpose with the focus of crippling the United States and our economy. So he's releasing, and we know, we've talked about this, but he's doing it again. So we got to just talk about it briefly here again for a second. Because he's releasing more oil from the strategic reserves to lower prices, incrementally lower prices at the pump. But it's obvious with his timing why he's doing it. It's obvious how important these midterms are. It's obvious that the gas prices reached their highest ever in this country under under this administration. And the limited steps that have come down have been from a reckless move to drain our energy, our, our, our reserves, excuse me. So he's he's doing it all on – it's a cheap political ploy is, is all that it is at the end of the day. And he's hoping, and the Democrats are hoping – that Americans are stupid, and they can't see what's actually going on. And sadly, we know that there's a lot of people who are going to fall into that category. But here's a brief recap of how we got here. First, he tapped the reserves last November amid a spike in gas prices and soaring inflation, which were later exacerbated by Russia's invasion of Ukraine in February. It was not the fault of Russia invading Ukraine. Did that play a part? Sure. Is that what's doing it? No, it's their intentions and their desires to take us away from fossil fuels, to make the middle class hurt, and to get people more subservient to them and on this green energy nonsense, which gives them control over people. But it's that. Then in March, Biden ordered the release of a million barrels of oil a day for six months. That's the largest release from the reserve in its nearly 50-year history. The administration stretched out the release, which is now going to be completed at the end of, of the year. Reducing reserves too much runs the risk, obviously, of not. And we talked about this a week or two ago. Uh, I guess it was two weeks because last week we were off. But reducing the reserves, it puts us in a serious point of vulnerability where if one of these conflicts we're in right now clacks off and goes off, there's a an oil embargo that happens, there's a cyber attack, there's a hurricane or some natural disaster. We're caught with our pants down, people which I'm sure Joe likes, he's a creep, but it is not good from an infrastructure standpoint, from a strategic standpoint. Uh, it, it puts us in a position where you don't have enough. Because again, right now, as we talked about a week or so ago, the reserves are near their lowest point, 400 million barrels. It's the lowest point it's been in 40 years, but it's, it's, it's heading towards the lowest point that it's ever been which still the White House is saying, hey, no problem, no big deal. We've got enough in there. We could tap it further if we need it. Yeah, but it's just so frustrating to see these reckless moves and to see why they're doing it. You're going to get a little bit of a price reduction at the pump, which is not sustainable, it's not going to stick, just to try and win the midterms so you can continue to ruin this country. They don't care. They don't care. Everything they do proves and demonstrates that they don't care. And sometimes I feel like I give more credit to I I rip on half the country, yes, I give more credit to some Americans and their intelligence. But anytime you do that, if you're in that camp, if you're like, oh, let's let's give people the benefit of the doubt. Well, hold on. Because all you gotta do is is think back to 2020 and the lockdowns. How easy. It was for half of the population or more to go along with absolute insanity to strap on cloth masks, a thin piece of fabric that the box says does not prevent the transmission of virus. Everyone still did it. They thought, oh, this is going to keep me safe. No. What? How would you ever? Like, I, I, I don't even remember what I got. I'm shocked that I passed science in middle school. But you 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 know at that point how small viruses are, and that they're gonna travel through the cloth mask, and, and and you had people who were standing six feet apart in a grocery store thinking this is gonna keep me safe for sure. Like maybe the mask does, maybe it doesn't, but six feet we're good. You have people who are there's people who are still riding around in their cars by themselves with the mask on. So that. That is the same portion of the population who's gonna be like, oh geez, like golly gee, Joe's doing some good work here. The price of gas is coming down. Like we should give him we should give him some credit. No. No, don't do it. And they can't figure out that Biden's anti-fossil fuel policy is the reason that we saw gas prices go up from the day he came into office. Remember where we were with Trump. Forget the fact that it was Trump. It was it was his policies and 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 that was awesome, but because people can't talk when his name is involved, just remember where they were before. I mean, over the summer, gas went up to over seven dollars in some parts of the country. now they're coming back down to four and five that's that's not a good thing you it's like we I forget what we were talking about earlier this week, but well, it's it's like the COVID jobs, for example. You can't take everyone's jobs away and then say you can go back to work and call that job growth. That's not job growth. That's people returning. You can't sink a ship on purpose and say we did a great job rescuing them in the life rafts. Like you you can't you can't but that's what they're doing. So it's it's ridiculous <clears throat> and it's ridiculous how dumb some people are that they're going to fall for it. And it's going to change how they vote in what now is, what, 19 days. 19 days. Well, he's making some good strides, so we're going to stick to our guts and, and vote blue. No, don't. They hate you. Speaking of people hating people in life, Stacey Abrams, I'm sorry, you got you to look at her. I apologize. But Stacey Abrams appeared with Left Wing Nut and Fake News columnist Mike Barnacle yesterday on State Run Media. And Old Snaggletooth shared her thoughts about the economy and abortion. Here's what she said.
3: Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child.
1: Okay. So, (laughs) with the economy... in shambles it's going to be hard for a woman especially a single woman to take on the financial responsibility of having a baby so their only option according to to stacy abrams who thank god she does she doesn't have kids i don't think right she might still have some in there but like they're not she doesn't have any walking around but their only option would be to have an abortion that would alleviate that financial stress in their lives. Think about that. Think about what she just said. People can't afford it. So it makes more sense for women to kill their babies. Given the disastrous economic policies that my party, her party has put in place, now it only makes more sense to murder unborn humans. Again, this is not like we're not this is not akin to canceling your 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 Netflix subscription to cut back on your monthly burn. She's talking about killing a human, which makes her and the sentiment that her and her her friends and colleagues on the left have that much more demonic. I mean, think about how much their masks have been off. We talk about that every day. Their masks have been off for a long, long while now. But the things that they're saying, and it's refreshing in a way, because we get to see and hear exactly, there's people who are dumb enough who, who, who still are like, yeah, she seems like a stand-up individual. But most people are seeing through that these people are sick. And she's, she's particularly sick. It's good versus evil, folks. You got one party on the side of evil, anti-God. And while the Republicans are far from perfect, man, there's some Republicans who are absolute trash. That's the only option. The only option to shut down these people in the direction that they are trying to take this country. And hopefully, hopefully this chick loses again. And then she can go do her media circuit, talk on talk shows about how the election was rigged. Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar all the other hateful, awful people out there will celebrate her, but that's that's just to me i i I saw someone caption it before I saw the clip yesterday. I was like, no, she couldn't have actually said that but she did she did. Don't do that, folks. Everyone's getting crushed, everyone's getting kicked in the nuts with this economy, this recession. It's not an excuse, obviously, and I'm being serious and facetious at the same time it's not an excuse to kill a baby maybe just make better life decisions that's that's what we we would suggest okay so tulsi gabbard left the democrat party last week right big news not overly surprising but but it was still big news and she did so because she said the party was unrecognizable anymore they're embracing communist policy policies and tactics which they are again read a book understand how these communist regimes work, understand how they changed things in their communities before they took power, and you will see the exact same thing is being done. Well, she's now throwing her support behind Republican candidates weeks before the midterms, and she came out and supported Carrie Lake, who we talk about on the show a lot. Here's the first tweet. I think we got a few tweets, but here's the first tweet that just shows I can't... um, she talks about uh, establishment leaders from yeah, both parties.
2: Establishment leaders from both parties have sought to enrich themselves, play games, and build up their power while ignoring and even enabling the suffering of millions of hardworking Americans. Carrie Lake is a leader who, and I have the rest here. I hope it's the right size. Let's see. Who? Too big. <laughs> Hang on a second. Oh, yeah, I got it. Is <laughs> fighting for border security, energy
1: independence, public safety, and other policies that actually make life better and more affordable for the American people. Kerry Lake isn't afraid to call out the warmongering elitist cabal of permanent Washington and military industrial complex and their propagandists in the mainstream media. I look forward to supporting Kerry Lake ahead of these critical elections. So that's big, right? Because there's a lot of people who put Carrie Lake, and I'm not endorsing this thought or statement necessarily. There's, there's some people who I don't think are far off, but a lot of people put her in the extreme right because she'll talk about the election, which clearly was riddled with fraud. They put her in that extreme category. I think she's a rock star. I think she's a rising star. The, the clips we showed yesterday were awesome. Every time she opens her mouth, it, it she seems to grab on to more supporters. But to see someone who was a Democrat on paper just over a week ago now support and endorse Carrie Lake, it's, it's a big deal. And it seems like we're starting to get some momentum. I don't want to jinx it. I'm still concerned, like I'll get out about the results in 19 days and everyone else should be too, but but we're we're getting some traction. Everyone still needs to get out. We need to overwhelm machines. We need to vote red up and down the ticket because I, I, I can't stress how important this election is. I know we say that about every election, but each time it does become more progressively true. And it's absolutely tr- true now. Our, the w- our way of life, our traditions, our values is at stake. It's, that's, that's, it's going to be a long night, folks, staying up and seeing how that goes. And I'm sure we won't have all the answers that day because we've turned into a third world country who can't get our shit together and have answers by the end of the night. But it's going to be critical.
2: Okay. I hope she uh, releases the dates of Anthony's uh, journalism tour soon. Because uh, all the journalists out there need.
1: <laughs> yes, Carrie Lake to be taught. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> Her with, the, with the young assistant or intern. Yeah. How old are you? 20. He's 20. Yes. And he did a better job than the rest of you. He, he could teach you how to <laughs> be a journalist. I just, that, that was great. Like I said, she should have ended with that. <laughs> yes. just walked away. Yes. No, that was. That was she,
1: she has lots of drop the mic moments. Which is which is one of the reasons I think everyone loves her. Uh, okay, you guys all keep engaging in the chat rooms. Please hit that like button, whichever platform you're on, which you're not on YouTube today because they suck ass and are communist uh, and have locked me out of my account. But uh, everywhere else, hit that button. Make sure you are subscribed. Hit that, you know, again, the positive button. Keep engaging. That is a huge way to kind of fight through some of the algorithms that are out there. Uh, we've got a lot more to come. Uh, we're going to talk about this journalist who's missing all sorts of other stuff. We'll be right back after this quick break.
0: Watching what's happening in the world today? Global pandemic, dramatic stock market volatility, trade wars with China, US debt piling up, banks charging negative interest rates, the Fed printing money again. World economies are poised for a major freefall. In 2008, many Americans lost a large portion of their retirement savings. Fortunately, those who were protected invested in physical gold and silver. Historically, when the stock market has crashed, gold and silver have increased in value and have protected investors from crippling losses. You see, gold and silver can act like an insurance policy. For decades, savvy investors have taken advantage of an IRS loophole that allows one to add physical gold, silver, or other precious metals to their retirement savings. What else can physical gold and silver do for you? Privatize your savings. With banking and online financial systems alone, you really only have paper currency and bank receipts. At GoldCo, we're here to help you protect and grow your life savings. Our specialists assist you in two ways. One, buying physical gold and silver direct. Two, facilitating the transfer or rollover from your existing retirement account into a self-directed IRA. Our process is fast, easy, and no cost to you. There are three simple steps to setting up a self-directed IRA. First, we help you open your new IRA account with a quick application. Second, you'll choose how you would like to fund it. Third, we'll help you select the metals that best fit your investment goals and ship them to your account. That's it. With more than a decade of experience and thousands of satisfied customers, the GoldCo team remains committed to helping individuals like you safeguard and grow their retirement savings.
1: All right, so this next story sounds kind of like the plot of like a Tom Cruise movie or some kind of like A-list action (laughs) impact story. There's so many details to the story, and nobody in the media seems to care about it. We stumbled upon it, and maybe some of you guys have too. We stumbled upon it yesterday, had to look into it a little bit more before talking about it today. But let me just give you the bullet points, okay? And then you can go down some different roads and do some um, research on your own. But you've got James Gordon Meek, who is an Emmy Award-winning journalist, investigative producer at ABC, okay? Not a network that's on our side, on the side of freedom. And he specialized in military and covert spy activities. And back in April... So that's what, you know, months and months ago, back in April, right before 5 a.m., Meek tweeted the word FACTS in all caps, which was the last time anyone heard from him. Last time he posted on social media anything. And it was in response to a thread by somebody else who was commenting on the Russia and Ukraine war and America's involvement in it. Later that morning in April, FBI raided Meek's apartment, claiming that he had classified materials on his computer. He was taken away by the FBI, supposedly called ABC and resigned and then has not been seen since April.
2: So this is at least he closed all his accounts before he uh, he disappeared. Right. <laughs> I mean, this Did he is also cancel his Netflix account, too, and everything. Right. I mean, right? Ah, you know. I mean
1: <laughs> so this is a big this is really peculiar. Right. His apartment is now empty. None of his neighbors have seen him since April. And he was getting ready to release a book called Operation Pineapple Express, the incredible story of a group of Americans who undertook one last mission and honored a promise in Afghanistan. You remember Operation Pineapple Express and hearing about them, uh, former vets going in and helping get people out. And he co-authored that book with Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann, a retired Green Beret. He he featured a picture, uh, I'm mashing words together, he featured a picture on his social media profile, in his bio uh, of the cover of the soon-to-publish book, and frequently tweeted about his involvement in the project. But post April 27th, the book jacket photo disappeared from his bio, and Simon and Schuster has scrubbed his name from all press materials. The first sentence of the jacket previously read: "In April, ABC News correspondent James Gordon Meek got an urgent call from a special forces operator serving overseas." Now, it says: "In April, an urgent call was placed from a special forces operator." serving overseas he was also finishing up a a documentary about the green berets who were killed in niger back in 2017 if you remember that story but then all this is happening right and no one's talking about it so rolling stone and kudos to them for doing a story we're like okay let's let's look into this so they call uh his business partner for for the documentary that he was working on And he answered the phone and said, "I have no comment about this," and hung up. Really? Like okay, no comment. An American journalist goes missing, or or some might suggest kidnapped, taken by the FBI back in April, and for over six months, his former colleagues, his business partners, close associates have all tried to put distance between themselves and his disappearance. His his publisher. Has quietly scrubbed and pushed him out of everything that he was there. Again, I guys, I'm not a. If you listen to the show and you're a legit reasonable person, you know I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I hate people who buy into some nonsense out there. But you don't have to be one to have red flags raised about what's going on here. This is this is a story that has. Lots of twists and turns, and in every one of them, you're, like, scratching your head like, hold on, hold on. You know why? You know why you're having those questions pop up and why you have red flags popping up? Is because people don't just vanish off the face of the earth and leave no trace, unless you're, like, a Malaysian air passenger. Those guys definitely did. That was weird. But getting back to Meek, We've talked about in previous shows just how out of control the FBI is under Democrat leadership, just how weaponized they've become. Again, not everyone who works there. There are good people that work there, but collectively speaking, their credibility is in the tank. They are a weaponized tool of the radical left. And now you've got the FBI raiding a home of, of journalists. And in this case of in the case of this journalist, journalist taking him away. And the dude's never been heard from again. That's extremely chilling. That, that 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 should send a tickle up your spine. What's what's further weird about this, not just the disappearance, is the fact that this Joker worked at ABC for ten years. None of his co-workers, former co-workers, give a shit about him. Are wondering where he went. Even family members don't seem to care what happened to him. It's keep in mind, this dude is six foot, 300 pounds. He's not some small, small dude. He's not, he's not some guy who can ninja his way around and hide. And this, he's, he's, he's a big guy. Okay. He's not hiding. So it's, it's going to be interesting to see this. There are more people talking about it now as they should be, because it's a super concerning story. And it's one of those ones that's like, depending on how much traction this this Rolling Stone article gets, I'm afraid he might be found in some body of water in the upcoming weeks. FBI will put out a statement. DOJ will put out a statement. Died of an apparent suicide. And that's going to be the end of the story. It's, man, it's peculiar. And I tell you what, we've always had bad things happen in this country because there are bad people, right? There's not a one of us who's perfect. We're living in a broken society, a broken world. But it damn sure feels like, and I say that, you know, quasi-jokingly, because it's a certain certainty that these types of things happen all the time now. People disappear. You question the regime, disappear. You question this, disappear. Or you get just, you know, maybe it's, it's not that extreme, but you're censored like I am on YouTube and so many others are. It's, it's a troubling time. I can't say it's an uninteresting time, but it's a troubling time to be alive at this point in history, in this country, and on just on this planet writ large, because you don't have to be in the United States to have the problems. The, Europe, the problems that are happening over there are insane. It's wild. So watch this story. Watch this story as we hear more about it. If we have interesting updates, we'll certainly bring them to you here. Here's another one to watch. We've talked about blackouts coming. And there's leaked scripts from the BBC that went to The Guardian, who are not a fan of The Guardian. But they lay out some of the plans that the government will be advising and having media, such as BBC in this case, to push out if said blackouts occur and the script set out how the corporation would reassure the public in the event that a major loss of power, their words in 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 the script causes mobile phone networks, internet access, banking systems or traffic lights to fail all across England, Wales and Scotland. In the scenario they're talking about and BBC is prepping for, Northern Ireland would be unaffected because its electricity grid is shared with the Republic of Ireland. But the public would apparently be in this transition or this transmission, excuse me, this 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 announcement from from BBC. The public would be advised to use car radios or battery-powered receivers to listen to emergency broadcast on FM and long-wave frequencies, usually reserved for Radio 2 and Radio 4. On draft BBC scripts, uh, it warns that a blackout could last for up to two days with hospitals and police placed under extreme pressure. Another script says, quote, The government has said its ho- hoped power will be restored in the next 36 to 48 hours different parts of Britain will start to receive intermittent supplies before then so and and keep in mind keep in mind that news organizations and, and media organizations always have some kind of scripts and stuff like this prepared for the event of whatever when Ted Turner founded CNN apparently he had the production staff hold a tape of of a religious hymn near my God to thee and instructed people if if a nuclear event happened or some sort of Cataclysmic event happened. He instructed the staff to just play that on repeat over and over and again, uh, again until life on Earth ceased. So it doesn't come as a surprise that they're preparing for it, and it also doesn't come as a surprise that it could happen, as ridiculous and avoidable as it as it could be. You you've got the World Economic Forum, so many others who have warned about this. And they've warned about it because they're putting pushing us down this path. And you can see, you can see parts of Europe crumbling before our eyes. And sadly, I I I hope that I'm wrong. I, I think that we're gonna see into this winter and into the beginning of 2023, obviously still still winter, some awful things happen. I, I just I just do. I think we're gonna see it. And the great reset people need, need desperate people who are willing to give up their freedoms for safety. And not being able to heat homes during the winter, the dead of winter, not having lights, that's going to break a lot of people. going to break a lot of people. Okay, let's end on something a little bit more positive, shall we? Because those two stories are troubling.
2: Um
1: between those two and you two being a bunch of bitches, um let's do this. Let's do that's meme tastic. That's
2: That's meme meme tastic. We should do that one more time.
1: Okay, we got a video one to start here, and I don't think this is like absolutely outrageously funny. But I give them mad props for, for how they did it. Yeah. You know, it, was that, done, it was done pretty well. It was, I mean, it's not done perfectly, but it's... Yeah. It's, take a look. We'll, we'll see what you think.
3: I don't like being alone in the house with a married man. <laughs>
2: Listen, if we were alone on a raft in the middle of the ocean, I'd rather kiss an octopus in the
1: mouth. <laughs> I mean, all right. I mean, it was it was okay, not thrilling. For those of you who were listening and are driving or working out or whatever, um, first of all, good on you uh, for getting a workout in. But second of all. It was, it was Trump's face and Pelosi's face put on there um, doing the talking there. Uh, okay, the rest of these, whatever order you want to put them in, Disco.
2: So this one, we've actually seen this image used before. Yes. And it's Obama and Biden with different text, obviously. This one was great. I love it. I went to a petting zoo yesterday. Biden with his face in his hands. That was an
1: elementary <laughs> school, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was a good one. I thought that was a good one too. Um, okay, this one here is just kind
2: of, you know, a fake advertisement. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if she becomes the new face for this company, not because <laughs> just just because. You know, not do they have we... a big plus size division? I not I don't know. Um, I don't know. So Stacey Abrams
1: on on a you know magazine cover or or photograph with the with Gap, Gap <laughs> the brand on there. <laughs> with her smiling uh, and showing like off her big gap. Again, look. I I try not to be mean to most people, but if you make the small list, we're we're going to go after you. It's just it's going to yeah. happen. Stacey's on the list. Well, Brian Stelter's when, on the list.
2: You, yeah, like uh, AOC, yeah. Pelosi. I mean I mean I mean like when you say when they say the things that they say, it's like they're asking for it. Exactly. Like, like it's that questions like are you listening to yourself when you talk? Yeah. Yeah, it's like because they're goading us into it. I think it's if like, if if you were listening, you'd probably be like, "What did I just say?" <laughs> like, wait, I actually don't believe that. But they're not listening. They're just talking. They're just going. Yeah, they are. They're. I, I mean, guess. again, I,
1: I I appreciate the entertainment. I wish that some of them didn't have the ability to make important decisions, but uh, I do appreciate the entertainment. Okay. This one, um, you know, this one's not necessarily funny. Um, got police officers with their batons. Imagine a vaccine so good for you. Governments will beat the shit out of you for refusing it. Um, true story. True story. That's Oh, man,
2: I, 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 we're missing one. I'm trying to see if I can find it. Oh, you're we're missing the best one. We're missing the best one. Yeah. Uh, I'll put up the next one, but I'm going to keep looking for it because okay. if anything, we may have to have it in Booze and Banner if I can't find it, but. Uh, here's the next one. Sorry, everything just started going slow on me. Bring it up, please.
1: Well, this is uh, I'm going the great, spinning,
2: I'm getting the spinning wheel of death. I feel like you're going to have to. Is it on take? No, it's not on take. You'd have to go over one, and then... There you go. Now hit take.
1: <laughs> there we go. It's gonna it's gonna probably go off the screen. Oh, it stayed up there. So, freeze Trump's insulin order spelled wrong. So, you know, meme meme people have got to do a little bit better here. Raise insulin prices, drop insulin price to $35, take credit. That's That's pretty perfect for how they uh how they tend to do things. Right?
2: <clears throat> are you fine? Oh, yeah, 100%. Are you finding I'm finding it I'm still looking. Give, you know, just you know, give okay, me. Okay, so
1: as you're as you're still looking, I'll pop this one up. Yeah. So there's um sloth, aka John Fetterman. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing says you hate Pennsylvania more than having a John Fetterman sign in your yard.
2: Oh my gosh. At I least mean, he's dressed up in this picture. I mean, that yeah. looks like a collared shirt. Yeah. I mean, he he cleans up pretty well. Uh, I found it. I, just, I had to. <laughs> I mean, for, let's from, not yeah. say he cleans up.
1: Pretty well, but let's let's do give He's, him credit for wearing up. a collared shirt. Yes, he, let's. He 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 has cleaned up.
2: So you guys have oh, probably I seen this what, last one. I know it. I know what the issue is. Hang on. I'm sorry. It's because it's the format. Give me a second. I got to redo it. Just is it one of those HEIC yourself. formats or whatever? Yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah, is yeah. that? Why do people do that, that to us? That is the proprietary. Um, it's like when you take a screenshot on your phone. It's the propri- It's Apple's proprietary uh, codec. Um, I know I'm probably confusing everyone by saying codec, but it's just what they do. Okay. Um, it's actually how they found out some of the stuff that uh, who, uh, the trial um, Johnny Depp and Amber heard her team made up some stuff and they're like, yeah, look at this image. You're like, well, no, that's, that's just an image that you took a screenshot on your phone. Like this has been doctored. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like they were able to, they're like, they were able to like call her out on that, which I thought was fantastic or her team, not her. That is fantastic. Um, Like that's a .heic, not a .jpeg. (laughs) Like, it's so um, good on them for having an expert in there that knew. Uh, I think we're gonna have to have this for um, booze and banner because my computer's just being slow. I mean, Um, once again, folks, we're always looking for good technical directors.
1: yeah. Um, Yeah with reliable equipment (laughs) uh no we uh so what we we'll we'll pull that in for booze and banter you've seen it um um but we'll still do it so so uh get on over there i'll share the link one more time that's where we're going to be you can go directly to this link or you can go to drewberkwist.locals.com get yourself an account it's super cheap it's five bucks a month that's it and you get to, to party with us in booze and banter and do some other stuff uh when we feel so inclined that's that's kind of premium stuff for for the audience so get on over there we'd love to see you there today we appreciate you being here uh for the main show if you can't make for whatever reason we hope you have a wonderful weekend we'll be back next monday ready and roaring rearing to go have a great weekend be safe be smart be free
0: You've just heard Drew Berquist. Tune in weekdays on every major podcast provider or on DrewBerquist.com.